little do people like this know that hymn tunes are often actually based on traditional folk tunes, mm-hmm. as we saw with How Great Thou Art. Yeah. Why? Because folk tunes are notoriously easy to pick up. You hear them around pretty often. They're very similar meters to hymns, so they mm-hmm. work. So it kind of makes sense that if you want a congregation to learn something, you can make it easier by making it something that they're familiar with. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hymn Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funka. And I'm Cara Devereaux. And today we're back on the glory train with a more recent song, All Glory Be to Christ. We also have another great question from the mailbag, which we will answer in just a moment. But first, make sure you go over to himpartial.com and sign up for our totally free and totally awesome newsletter. This week's newsletter includes some cool bonus content. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't signed up for our newsletter, guess what? That means you already missed it. So don't be disappointed next week. Head over to himpartial.com and sign up for the newsletter today. Subscribers can also submit questions to our mailbag. This week's mailbag question is, how do you two decide which songs you're going to speak about each week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have like a massive, massive list of songs that we would like to cover and we keep adding to it. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes it's to do with the time of year. Sometimes it's just like, oh, do you know what? I really like that song. Let's do that. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like at the moment, we're trying to be a little bit more thematic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think obviously we have encountered various songs in our lifetime, in our two separate lives. Um, And so this list really is um, specific to the songs we know that are sound. Um, and so we're, we're keen to talk through those, but, uh, again, if you subscribe to our newsletter and there's a particular song that you're wanting to know the history behind, or just understand a bit more, you know, submit it. You never know. Maybe that'll be our next episode. So. Yep. We definitely take requests. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we're coming right up in time with a hymn written just within the last decade so pretty much guaranteed you're going to know the tune the second you hear the first couple of notes but you may not yet be familiar with its sanctified lyrics it is a cracker though and this week we're going to look at the song all glory be to christ nice so the lyrics were written by a guy called dustin kensru i think that's how you say it so it's spelt Um, And he wrote it while he was still a worship leader at Mars Hill Church. Hmm. Um, Well, for those who would be concerned about that, he did leave that church some years ago over the whole controversy. Um, But he's he's actually the front man for an alt-rock band called Thrice. Hmm. Yeah, they've been going 20 20 odd years. Their first album was in 1998. Wow. so he's had a pretty successful musical career and he has released a number of albums with this band and through Mars Hill and stuff mm-hmm. over the last 20 years. The fun thing is that he actually wrote down the story around the song. Um, oh, it's nice. nothing. It's great. It's not particularly dramatic, but it's fun to hear it from the horse's mouth. So 
um, I thought I'd just read it to you. Yeah. So he says, On December 31st of 2011, I was on a late flight down to Orange County from Seattle. The next morning, I would be getting up early and leading worship at Mars Hill in Orange County. Mm -hmm. Scrunched in my middle seat, I was bent over my computer with grim determination, alternately pounding the keys, then holding the delete button for seconds at a time. I was trying to finish something that I'd been toying with and toiling over for a couple of years at Mm. that point, which was rewriting the lyrics to Auld Lang Syne. Really? Yeah. Um, So he goes on, it's actually the name of the song with arguably the most recognized melody on the planet. It's the song most associated with ringing in the new year. The one they play when the ball drops in Times Square. Mm -hmm. The one sung at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. The song that you and your friends don't know the lyrics to and just (laughs) mumble along feeling slightly embarrassed (laughs) for not knowing it. (laughs) Which is true. Even as a Scottish person, it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he goes on a little bit and says, it's not a big surprise that people don't know the words since they're from an old Scots poem developed by Robert Burns uh, and most of us don't speak Scots. The title itself could be translated to mean long, long ago or, you know, times long past. Mm -hmm. And the song generally understood to be some reminder of for us to foster old and dear friendships. While this is a noble thought, I always had the feeling that there was possibly better use of the most popular melody in the world. Hmm. Which is fair. Yeah. And then the last little bit, he just says, so last year, this was written in 2012, Hmm. um, So last year at 30,000 feet, I finally finished the hymn and I played it the next morning at church. It's one of my favorite things that I've written. (sighs) And the idea is that, especially at the beginning of the new year, we would dedicate all our efforts to bring glory to Jesus Christ, to acknowledge that anything else would be of no value and to celebrate our redemption in him. Nice. So what do you think? Yeah, I forgot, you know, it's like we talk about these songs and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The tune for this is Old Lang Syne, which is a very memorable, memorable uh, tune and song, even though we don't know the words. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like uh, goes in the category of pop songs where, you know, kind of the the hook, but you don't know any of the verses. Mm. Um but yeah, it's 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 interesting that, you know, he was wrestling with this tune particular. It just seems like, okay, but I think the song, I think the product was a good one. So well done him. Yeah, I think he did what he came to do. Um, the song definitely expresses a desire to glorify Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it acknowledges that anything else has no real value and it celebrates our redemption in him. And it also, I might add, looks forward to glory, which you know we Woo! like here at Impartial. Glory! <laughs> so that's the lyrics. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the infamous tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say infamous because those of us who play traditional music can get pretty tired of that request pretty quickly. <laughs> it's like, you know, when someone's like, oh, can you play Paco Bell's Canon for my wedding? And you're like, I'm a musician. <laughs> I can play lots of things for your wedding. <laughs> But that's um, going to be the most. <laughs> yeah, that's one everyone wants. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things you ought to know about this tune, though, and I apologize in advance. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, the tune isn't called Auld Lang Syne. Mm-hmm. It's a much older tune. 
Um, and it's sometimes known as the Miller's Daughter, which is what Burns would have known it as. Hmm. And sometimes it's known as Sir Alexander Don's Strathspey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a Strathspey is like a, a very, it's very specific to Scotland. It's, um, I'm not going to go into it, but it's to do with, with rhythm and stuff. What makes a Strathspey? Strathspey. I don't even yeah. know what you're saying. It's like it's like the lyrics of Old Lang Syne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing about this tune is that it's not actually the original tune to Old Lang Syne. Okay, that feels not surprising. Weirdly. Well, it happens all the times with hymns, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. Can't make sense. Um, and I say Old Lang Syne, not Burns as Old Lang Syne, because it's not Burns as either. Hmm. Um, he heard a farmer singing the first three verses and then he wrote them down and then he tweaked them and then he kind of added a little bit and then he had it published. He plagiarized this? He was very honest about it. <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, I heard this, so I wrote it down because it's never been written before. Um, <laughs> never before written. <laughs> <laughs> World premiere. Um, all the same. It's the tune people know as Auld Lang Syne, so... Mm. I have no problem calling it that. Yeah. Um, we don't actually know who wrote it or when. It's just one of those traditional pieces that kind of floats about in the collective consciousness of Scots. Mm -hmm. um, this did get me thinking on an interesting point, though. So I'm a fiddle player, and mm -hmm. I will happily own that I'm a fiddle player. Mm -hmm. um, and I was tutted at in my younger years at best because I am a fiddle player and I mm -hmm. was a fiddle player. And there's still this perspective that traditional music is somehow sinful. What? I, I kid you not, I used to know another guy who played the fiddle and he would not play fiddle music on Sunday. Now, <laughs> some traditional songs aren't terribly appropriate. I'll say that now. Mm -hmm. And there is a drinking culture associated with sessions and dances and Kayleys and things. Yeah. Um, but Scots will find any occasion to drink. It's not yeah. really related to the music. Mm. Um, but because of this, the whole of the musical genre is kind of written off. Um, mm. But <laughs> little do people like this know that hymn tunes are often actually based on traditional folk tunes, mm -hmm. as we saw with How Great Thou Art. Yeah. Why? Because folk tunes are notoriously easy to pick up. You hear them around pretty often. They're very similar meters to him, so they mm -hmm. work. So it kind of makes sense that if you want a congregation to learn something, you can make it easier by making it something that they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess all that to say, I just want to say that there is merit in borrowing <laughs> old tunes for new, more godly words. But I just thought, you know, is that something you've ever encountered? You got any thoughts on that? I had two thoughts. One was about, I'm pretty sure, um, oh, I'm blanking on the song. Um, it's another, we talked about it on the show and I'm totally <laughs> losing track of what it was called. It's the one that goes, um, be that my vision. Whew, goodness, that was oh, yeah, hard. Oh, that's another traditional one. Yes, yeah. That one, that one was that really took me way too many brain cells. Um, <laughs> that we talked about is was just used. They just picked up a folk tune and they put 
they were like, hey, yeah, we know we know a song that works with this. Let's go with, uh, and I forgot what village it was named after, um, but it was a folk tune. Personally, I think, I, I struggle, obviously, it's a bit different where I'm from because, you know, folk music maybe doesn't have such a long arm, like in terms of what folk are there, like where I'm from in the Southwest, like folk music sounds a lot different to anything we listen to in that place now, like completely different. And it wouldn't necessarily be being a large city, um, you know, associated with the folk as much as, as like a historical piece of something. And it would just sound way different. So we maybe don't have the same, maybe like in the South, like, you know, in, in the Southern states, there might be more, mm. um, and if you're from the South and you listen to our show, let us know if this is something that you experience. But from Southwest, like we really don't have that. It would be more akin to just being like, don't use secular songs. Because this is actually a thing that happened, I want to say in the 2000s, a lot yeah, of... Yeah, it's very trendy. Yeah, it was really trendy to just like pick up a pop song or an R&B song or something and then just jesify the lyrics and then that's a word <laughs> and then uh and then you're like oh we redeemed this old tune and I mean some of the songs were fantastic like I mean because the original tune was really really good and then the lyrics they used were really lovely as well but it all it kind of feels at least in modern day it feels like why are we pretending maybe that's how folks think of it here like using a folk song is like why are we trying to be like the folk I don't know. Maybe, I mean, there is a long history going back in which um, the church did try to ban instruments, hmm. instrumental music. Wow. Um, there's what's called mouth music, which is basically <laughs> you're singing the songs, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just nonsense words. Yeah. Um, but it, it creates the same sounds. And there's like a history of, of dancing being banned and things. So Ooh. I don't know if it's kind of like there's still that sort of resentment there and, and that kind of animosity. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. The reason the church banned it was because it was the devil's music for mm. no real reason. Yeah. <laughs> At least none that I can work out. But anyway, yeah, I wonder if maybe that's a historical cultural thing. I think probably we we would do well to do an episode on this maybe it's a regional kind of thing Ooh. as well because you know we did talk a little bit about this during the gospel episode obviously a little bit about this in this episode I think we've touched on it the theme enough that we could probably really at least regionally look into it a bit more mm. yeah shelving that and moving on <laughs> yes on the shelf it is it, it is particularly interesting um mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing Grace as well. It's another folk tune. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> to the lyrics. Um, the lyrics. So I'm going to read sort of a verse or half a verse at a time. And then Monet is going to read the scripture that it comes from. So that mm. you can see just how, how much scripture is actually in the song. Mm. So the first half of the first verse is... Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive. Unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive. Yes, so in Psalm 127, verse 1, we read, 
Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Okay. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me, what is your life? A mist that vanishes at dawn, all glory be to Christ. And the verse that that corresponds to is James 4, 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. His will be done. His kingdom come on earth as is above. Who is himself our daily bread. Praise him the Lord of love. Let living waters satisfy the thirsty without price. We'll take a cup of kindness yet. All glory be to Christ. And we heard in there references to verses like John 6, 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. When on that day the great I am, the faithful and the true, the Lamb who was for sinners slain, is making all things new. Behold, our God shall live with us and be our steadfast light, and we shall heir his people be. All glory be to Christ. And the verse that corresponds with that is Revelation 25, 5. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then the song finishes on the chorus. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. And for that bit of the song, we look to John 17, verses 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. So, yeah, this song builds and builds up to worship and the whole climax is this resounding cry. All glory be to Christ. Isn't it great? Yeah. I Yeah, I really like it. I think I've never really taking a hard look at the lyrics before today and they're just very thoroughly biblical it reminds me of um uh found what's the song foundation how firm a foundation how firm a foundation goodness gracious my memory is terrible today <laughs> and how much of scriptures in that as well mm-hmm. um and how encouraging that is to sing that I'm not going to lie. I was surprised how much scripture was in it. I don't know why. (laughs) I was like, look at that. (laughs) So the beautiful thing about this song is that it talks about how none of God's efforts can be ruined. Um, Mm. God never needed our efforts. Our legacy does nothing to impress him. Mm. Um, But on the other hand, what God does desire, which may well be the efforts of our hands, cannot be resisted or foiled. Mm. So this is particularly satisfying, um, the words, because Auld Lang Syne is a traditional song that comes from the Scots. Mm. It was one that spread the world with them when they were thrown out of their homes and their family groupings and scattered Mm. during the Highland Clearances. Wow. 
And although the words we just read are not the ones that they sang, the tune was the same. And it's kind of interesting because during the Highland Clearances, the efforts of their hands, these farms, they'd, they'd ploughed for generations. Mm-hmm. Their homes that they built themselves were often burned to the ground um, and all the families just scattered everywhere and there was nothing left as a legacy mm-hmm. and the works of their hands were gone. Um, but still the Lord provides for his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is one verse that I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure if I like that. <laughs> um, for my own reasons, I do like it now, um, but I'll just explain. The verse that talks about let living water satisfy, mm-hmm. um, the whole like, oh, we'll tack a cup of kindness thing always bothers me. <laughs> like, <laughs> It just feels like it's trying too hard. Um, and as well, because like the verse is taken from is actually about drinking, like yeah. oh, liquor reference. <laughs> the original, the original Taka Cup lyrics are, the verse goes, and surely you'll be your pint stop and surely I'll be mine. We'll tack a cup of kindness yet for all lang syne, mm. which means, and surely you'll buy your pint. And surely I'll buy mine. I won't take a cup of kindness yet for old times' sake. <laughs> Very different sentiment in this song, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I looked into this hymn and I, as I thought about it, I was kind of like, this is something that's kind of been sanctified in these lyrics. Mm. Um, it has allusions in this version to the cup of wrath that Christ drank to the bitter bottom while we were still his enemies. Mm. And if that's not the kindness of God, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So in verse three, um, you have the certainty that not only will God provide for us, uh, but in being our bread, he is himself the provision. Um, And the last verse points to a greater work and a greater legacy than any we could build for ourselves. Um, The new heavens and the new earth where we'll be together with Christ in glory, glorifying him. (laughs) And you know what happens then? Monet, could you read us the answer to finish? You can find it in Matthew 25, 31. Yes, I'll read that for you. When the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, Then he will sit on his glorious throne. Amen to that. Amen. Yeah, so there's not not really much else to say about the song. The the tune's an interesting one. The lyrics are great and you should Mm. sing it. The first time actually I sung this song was in our, when we belonged to the same church in Edinburgh. And I want to say it was like the first Sunday after the new year. And I was like, what in the world? This is the same tune as Old Lang Syne. (laughs) I was confused. I imagine if someone's not a Christian and they walk in, they just be like, oh, this is my jam. And then they look at the lyrics and they'd be like, is this what they've been saying? (laughs) Well, nobody knows the lyrics anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, when they get to the old Lang Syne part or take a cup of kindness yet or whatever, they're like, okay, something's wrong here because we're singing different lyrics. (laughs) But no, I think, I think it's a great song. And I think it's, I mean, just briefly, super, super briefly touch on what we were talking about earlier. I think it's a great 
kind of redemption of this tune uh, because of the way that um, it's been passed on, like you said, generation to generation. And yet here it is like now supporting these lyrics that, that, that um, glorify Christ. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I think the, I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dummy, but it's not like people are history buffs. You know, there are history buffs. There are like, you know, we know a handful ourselves, people who are proper historians and stuff, but most people don't know their history. So we could say, oh, this, this folk tune was, you know, it was, it was about drinking or whatever, but most people, maybe this song is an exception, but most people don't know what the folk songs are of generations previous. And if you were to just play, oh, this is a nice folk tune from, you know, 1825, you'd be like, oh, that's nice. And you wouldn't even have any context from it, you know, it would, it would just be like another new song that you've never heard before. So in some ways you kind of do have a chance to re reinvigorate, I don't know, uh, an old, an old tune with, with some good lyrics. It's the opposite of what we usually do, which is an, an old, yeah. an old hymn with a new tune. Now we got an old tune with a new hymn. So I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah. I would just clarify it. Like it's just that one verse that's about drinking. The rest of it's kind of like, Oh, we used to paddle and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Bernie which is the river we used to paddle in the river together and now look at us miles away we're still friends sort of thing mm-hmm. so it is kind of about friendship but it's Scottish so there's, there's drinking in there <laughs> <laughs> yep cool well thank you for that Cara I definitely have a new appreciation for this song um, and let us know in the comments have you sung this song before is it something that you're familiar with is there other um, songs that are talking about the glory of God that are on your favorite list that you'd like us maybe to talk about another time, let us know. Um, until next time, we pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.